Hi everyone, I'm David Green, Managing Partner for the Insight 222 People Analytics Programme. Welcome to Episode 2 of Series 15 of the Digital HR Leaders Podcast. To reflect the advance of new technology, the changing needs of customers, the emergence of new competitors, and changes in the way we work, Rabobank is shifting to agile ways of working as it transforms into a fast-moving digital cooperative bank. HR in Rabobank was one of the early adopters in embracing agile. But what does this actually mean to the work of HR? What does it mean to the approach to people analytics, both in the way the function is set up and the focus of its work? My guest on this week's episode is Tersha Wiedenhoff, global leader and product owner for the People Analytics and Insights team at Rabobank. In our conversation, Tersha and I discuss how the shift to Agile has intensified the focus on employee experience. We discuss how the People Analytics team is set up and how it collaborates with the business. We look at the impact the move to Agile has had on the HR operating model, and we discuss how to design, test, and iterate products with and for employees. Tertia and I also look at the changes in skill sets required to flourish with Agile ways of working. This episode is a must listen for anyone interested or involved in business transformation, new ways of working, and employee experience. So that's business leaders, chief HR officers, and anyone in a people analytics, organizational design, culture, learning, employee experience, or HR business partner role. This series of the Digital HR Leaders podcast is sponsored by AG5. AG5 helps clients visualize and close their skills gaps. But how? By clearly mapping their workforce's current skills and tracking progress against business requirements to get their organization ready for the future and stay compliant. With AG5 skills intelligence software, you can create clear cross-company skills matrices and dashboards within a centralized skills hub, integrating data from other HR and learning tools. Moving away from unmanageable spreadsheets, AG5 provides clear, concise, and audit-proof skills matrices that make workforce management easy and convenient. To learn more, visit ag5.com. That's letter A, letter G, 5.com. Today, I'm delighted to welcome Tersha Wiedenhoff, a global leader and product owner for the People Analytics and Insights at Rabobank to the Digital HR Leaders podcast. It's great to have you on the show, Tersha. Can you provide listeners with a brief introduction to, to yourself and your role at Rabobank? Yeah, sure. So I'm uh, Tersha Wiedenhoff. I'm uh, the product owner of People Analytics at Rabobank. We are a, a global uh, cooperative bank uh, with headquarters in Netherlands. And um, yeah, well, my passion to be in People Analytics is that I, I'm really passionate about giving employees the, the insights they need to take data-driven decisions that help them thrive and also that helps them uh, to do their, their job really well with themselves, with the team. So um, that's more about me. Great. Well, I can't think of a better passion to be in people analytics for. Very similar to mine, I think. It's about the people, I think, and how we can, as you said, how we can help them to thrive. So, um, obviously, we've we've known each other for a few years, and I, I, I've seen the sort of kind of the journey of, of people analytics at, at, at Ribobank. 
and I think there was a there was a there's a point in time where you know also you 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 made a shift I think at Rabra Bank, and that's when you switched to to agile ways of working. I know it's a topic we hear a lot about. Agile is a bit one of those buzzwords, but Robert Bank has actually made that shift. Um, so, what would be great is to understand firstly why why has uh, Robert Bank shifted to to agile ways of working? Yeah. So, what you see um, first in the market is that there are, is a lot of change. So, we have new technologies; they come become available faster and faster. We see that uh, customer demands change. And of course, also newcomers appear in the banking world. And at the same time, of course, as a bank, we have a lot of knowledge workers. And because of digitization, um, uh, work changed. So in the past, often people worked more alone, developed services and products alone. Whereas now we see we need multi-skilled teams working uh, together on products and services, for instance, with someone who really knows the customers well, with, with an IT developer, with a designer. And you see that those multi-skilled teams, uh, an agile way of working is, is perfect for them. And it also helps you as a company to, to bring products and developments and uh, improvements faster to your customers. And what I find pretty cool is that it's not only working agile is not something we only do as Rabobank in our commercial uh, teams or in our IT teams. But as HR, we also made the decision to work completely uh, agile as the whole of HR department. So in HR, we have multi-skilled teams developing products for our 40,000 employees. Uh, we started with that as of uh, November 2019. And um, yeah, that's, I, I think, really something really cool to do uh, as HR because it helps you to really be there for your employees and to, uh, to, to develop yeah, products and services they, uh, they need. And of course, I remember coming to see, see you in Utrecht, um, must have been in the summer of 2019, just before you embarked on, on the Agile journey in HR. Um, I think it was in a meeting with, with you and, and others, including Janine and, and, and Mark Janssen. And uh, and I certainly in the tour of the office, it, I think you were already getting ready for that that kind of way of working. And I guess what also is important is in HR sometimes we're tasked with helping the organisations become more agile. But if HR isn't agile itself, it's quite hard. And I guess what's great here is HR is almost leading the way within the organisation. I know you weren't. The, I don't think you were the first function, but you're certainly one of the first functions I think that that has made that shift. Yeah, it's it's good and it really helps you also to get an understanding also how well the rest of the business is working, but also to be uh, to deliver fast, to become more predictable. So it it helps uh, to uh, to do this change as a whole organization. Yeah, and of course you you mentioned the the timeline when you shifted to Agile in November twenty nineteen. I guess we've all had to be Agile pretty much three three months later than that. And I know we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. Um. um in terms of going shifting to agile ways of working, what does that mean for the people analytics team itself? Yeah, so for me, um, agile HR, working agile and people analytics, it goes uh, hand in hand because if you want to do uh, working agile properly as HR, you really want to know what employees need. Uh, what they want, what problems they have during the day that you can solve as HR. And 
uh, you cannot base yourself as HR on, on, on hearsay or your assumptions, and even not only on your own uh, craftsmanship. I think in the past, uh, HR departments developed too much based on their own enthusiasm, uh, thinking for employees. But what you actually want to do is to start collecting uh, the voice of employees uh, uh, to use the data you have to create data and to, to actually know what they um, they need. And as a people analytics team, we started developing uh, a product lifecycle, which we um, introduced to HR teams. And they start with thinking about which problems do employees actually have? Which problems do we want to solve? Um, can we articulate our own assumptions? Can we test these with employees? Um, if we are going to develop products, when do we know when we are successful? How are we going to, to measure that? And then they start developing minimal viable products for employees. Again, test these with the employees. Is it actually what they need, what they're going to use? And then develop further and scale. And if you look at that, in all these phases, data are needed. And um, I think that that's, makes it pretty interesting that in this whole way of agile development, uh, you have all kinds of points and phases where you're going to collect uh, uh, data. And for us as a people analytics, yeah, it takes also something of our mindset because uh, I'm not only passionate about, passionate about people analytics, but I know, well, everyone I meet within our company, but also in other companies, if you're in people analytics, usually you're really passionate also about advanced techniques, uh, doing um, pretty cool predictive uh, research cases. And it is pretty cool, but sometimes you also have to look like at the low hanging fruit, uh, maybe help other colleagues to do uh, collect data with uh, easy surveys or uh, to help people with getting, uh, how are you going to analyze the data you collected? So you have to balance that as a people analytics team. And what I noticed is as long as you um, start measuring your impact, you see that you have value for employees, it helps getting uh, everyone engaged. And sometimes it's via a simple solution and sometimes via an advanced uh, research case. It's quite interesting, really, the way, you, the way you explain that is, you know, one of the big parts of, of HR going agile is almost putting the employee at the centre. So as you said, understanding their needs, building products or million viable products that, that can that kind of meet those needs, testing, learning from those by obviously gaining feedback and data from employees. And then actually, before you kind of put those products into production, making sure you, you, you've built that in. It's a very similar journey, I guess, to, to how marketing uh, has gone, where they kind of put the, you know, where it's all about customer centricity and understanding those various touch points with the customer and obviously using data and analytics to understand feedback from customers and building that into into products uh, obviously that data and analytics effectively transform marketing it seems that a similar we're seeing something very similar with hr and data analytics and certainly the way you've explained that that, that what agile means for people analytics and hr at, uh, at rabo bank it sounds like that's definitely the case there it is, and I think it's it's good to learn um, from other analytics departments. You see, we've learned from IT, uh, from customer experience uh, experts, from marketing, and it all comes together. And uh, but in the end, 
everyone who develops services or products yeah, want, want that it's used by, by your target group. And in fact, you only know that by really knowing your target group really well. And for us, that's employees. And so in terms of the roles in the people analytics team, you know, what does what does agile working mean for the types of roles that you've got within the team? And, and how has that changed, I guess, since yeah. you've implemented agile? Yeah, so what's really important for us in the team is that we know of everyone in the team where they want to develop themselves. So we're looking really about uh, engagement and uh, the ambition people have, where they want to grow, what they want to learn, rather than having a a big um, importance of the specific or fixed roles. So, of course, we have like data scientists and consultants and researchers in our team, but what brings us together that we all have this passion to to let all employees in in our company uh, thrive to be curious what's going on um, we are all really curious people uh, we want to understand the question behind questions and i i think that is also the secret of being an agile team not to specialize too much but to work together and we don't have the luxury luxury to to um to, to specialize uh, that much. Uh, we, we have to be multi-skilled and get the job done together and also have like a, a positive mindset and have this uh, belief in ourselves that we get things done. And uh, so it's a lot about working together, collaboration and um, uh, yeah, knowing the question behind the question rather than fixed roles. And, you know, my understanding is that you um, spend time together as a people analytics team but you also then spend time in individual well multi-skilled teams coming across to try and work on on problems together yeah i think we we made quite a bold decision because we we decided to spend half of our time 50 percent within the other uh, hr team so to be uh, embedded there and you might ask, okay, which which team is is going to give up fifty percent of the time they can spend on on their own people analytics backlog or research cases? But we think it's really important to be there uh, working with other uh, HR teams to uh, develop products together because we are there in all the phases, the phases when they're. Checking with with employees what they need, uh, the analyzing part, the de- development part, but also um, uh, when the, the the product is delivered and and customer feedback is asked, and then we also see uh, where uh, data driven skills can be uh, further even further improved. So that can be in the in the data collection part, but for instance, you can also notice uh, a product is presented and oh, well, we can advise at this point on uh, data visualization or something like that. So we're yeah, we're really part of the other HR teams. And I think it's also valuable because in our role as a team, we know what is basically going on in all the other HR teams. And that means also sometimes we notice that like two or three ta- teams are working uh, on the same topic, but with a different angle. So at some point... We saw that um, three teams were working on the topic of internal uh, employee mobility. And that's 
an important topic for us, uh, but we co could then bring those teams together so they could align and also really improve uh, and make more transparent uh, the, the offering we got to employees. So that helped. Again, and again, a few things that come out of that. I mean, one of the challenges, I guess, um, for people analytics being within HR as it is in 99% of organizations that, that, that we've worked with at Insight 222 is that creating that data-driven culture in the wider HR can be a challenge. And it almost seems that by spending 50% of your time with your other HR colleagues, A, it breaks down some of those silos that we traditionally associate with HR, and B, it enables you to infuse some of that data-driven uh, those that, that data-driven skill set, if you want to call it that, into your HR colleagues, actually in the flow of work. So that, as you said, you know, you can see actually at the right time where, you know, a bit of a better bit of better data visualization or storytelling, as you said, could actually help land that 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 more with the with the business or the on the on the piece of work that you're trying to do. So I think that's that's really interesting. Um I don't know if, if that if you found that because obviously you you had the before where obviously I know like with every organization you're trying to help your HR colleagues improve their data driven skills. Is it are you finding that easier now with working together with them fifty percent of the time? Yeah, it is because before we we did like the trainings and the one offs, but really working closely together you get a, a a glimpse of what's going on and you get a better understanding of it and what you also see is that at some points uh and and, and a certain period of time hr teams will take over maybe some of the tasks that in other organizations is are done by a people analytics team but i'm I'm never afraid of like becoming obsolete or uh, 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 when all of HR can do data-driven analysis. Uh, it's a method. It's not a goal, but it really will help you to develop better products and in the end help employees better. And if all the HR teams can work with data and do the analysis, well, then we we uh, we are successful as a people analytics team and. Uh, uh, so that's good to see, and of course you see a difference in the in in the in the in the teams, and uh, but it really helps us, and I think it's a better way than only doing the one-off trainings, uh, but to be really embedded in the teams and work alongside and to learn from each other, because we as a people analytics team also get a really a better understanding of what is going on and the different product offerings. Of course, because the the danger otherwise, you know. On the flip side, in people analytics, sometimes we can also be caught in our own silo and don't understand some of the day-to-day -day challenges that our colleagues in HR, HR business partners in particular have. So you're kind of solving for that by working together, really. That's interesting. Now, you mentioned, I think you, you made a comment, a quite a brave step to spend 50% of your time. And I think that involves, I, I suppose that in, in some some respects, that, in, that means you, as a team, you're not able to do as much work as you previously might have done if you were working together although by the sounds of it you can some of those those duties that you would have done it sounds like other HR professionals are doing now so there's a quid pro quo there I guess that what that means is it makes prioritization of what you do do even more important I think as an agile HR uh, department prioritization is really important because if you want to do HR in a good way, you want to be transparent, uh, you want to be predictive and also be able to react quickly if something is uh, is going on. And 
I would, yeah, if, if I look at the impact we are making and value we uh, are delivering, I'm really happy with this agile change. And even if we uh, spend now half of our time uh, uh, in, uh, in the HR teams, we are making impact there as well. And of course, it's good to look at your balance in focus so uh, that uh, team members can be focused uh, around their work. But I, I, I really think we're making a lot of impact. So I like this way of working. And I think one other thing on on this is, again, if we look at HR generally, again, I'm not talking necessarily about HR at Rabobank, historically, it's been quite siloed. You've got learning, talent acquisition, reward, uh, talent development. And sometimes those have all worked off in their own little ways and not necessarily come together that often. Whereas I've always seen analytics is something that can help thread all these things together. But if you've also got learning colleagues working together with talent acquisition colleagues, working together with people analytics, working together with people that are maybe looking at workforce planning and learning, and straight away, as you're designing those products, you're actually trying to solve for all the challenges that might go across the employee lifecycle, for example, which you know seems a much better way of working. Yeah, absolutely, because it's the same uh, the cycle an employee uh, goes through. Uh, uh, so you're really aligned with that. And I think it's better than having all these separate uh, teams not knowing of each other what they're doing. So the alignment part is really important. And that might feed into the, the sort of next question is really around. So as you shift, as, as HR has shifted to agile ways of working, you know, what has been the impact on the broader HR operating model at, at Rabobank? Yeah, so what you uh, see is in, 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 at Rabobank, but also at other companies, uh, HR has become, in the past years, becoming uh, operating at a more and more strategic level. And we see that also, of course, with our HR business partners who are at the table with the senior management of the, all the business departments. And of course, ideally, um, senior management of any business department should really know what's uh, important for their employees. But to be realistic, that's not always the case that they know that really well. So what you see is for our HR business partners now also have the task to, to check with senior management if they know what's, what employee needs are. Uh, and at the same time, we opened up channels for the HR teams to also contact uh, employees directly because you also if you want to capture the voice of, of employees uh, you really uh, yeah have to be able to contact them directly um, uh, as well and um, I think as a bank yeah we have a lot of knowledge workers and our employees are really our, our capital so we, we we would be stupid not to make sure that we really know what our employees need, but also that they are equipped to do their job uh, yeah, in an outstanding way. Uh, and, and we, as HR, really want to facilitate that. So you see that changing in our operating model. And of course, those HR business partners, as we discussed earlier, will then be able to support the businesses that they serve move towards agile ways of working as well as, as as you roll out across the across the bank so the really interesting stuff there now as we've got to know each other over the years you know i think what you know one of the areas where i think that robert bank is really excelling when it comes to analytics is a whole how you're using analytics around the whole concept of employee experience and continuous listening you know as you said getting that voice of the employee to 
to help them be more effective and equipped to do their jobs, but also, I guess, getting learnings from employees around customers and, and, and feeding that in as well. So I think let's, let's dig into um, some of the work you're doing around that now. Um, you know, do you want to just cover a little bit around sort of the, what you've been doing around listening, the listening journey that you've, that you've had at Rabobank? And I'll probably jump in with some questions, but, you know, both before and during the pandemic and also as you, as hopefully we, we, we come out at the other end at some point, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. So, so with this uh, understanding, we, we want to learn more about uh, employee needs Um Employee listening became more uh, important as well. And of course, we have to do that in a smart way. Uh, so now we see no longer uh, employee listening is only each, each something from uh, the people analytics department, but all the HR teams yeah, want to know more and more uh, what their employees, uh, the, the employees that are using their products, what they need. Um, but at the same time, you don't, of course, you don't want to uh, overload employees with all kinds of surveys, etc. So we try to do that in a smart way to combine questions, to uh, make use of samples, um, uh, etc. And yeah, for instance, what you saw when the uh, pandemic started, uh, from one at the other moment, like a lot of organizations, we were all sitting at home when we, we didn't know what was going on and uh, what employees needed in a situation we, we never saw before. And I'm qu- pretty proud that our team uh, was able to, to, within one week after the start of the pandemic and, and when we started working from home, uh, be able to, to set up uh, a pulse survey on the, the corona, what employees need, uh, how they were doing, uh, not to only help HR, but also other facilitating uh, uh, teams. And that was really a momentum for employee listening. And of course, now, uh, since uh, um, hopefully uh, the pandemic will be gone uh, soon, we are, of course, wanted to know how people want to return to the office, uh, what they want to keep of this situation, etc. So poll surveys are uh, becoming more, uh, more important. But at the same time, what we also see is that other HR uh, teams want to test if they uh, have ideas of solutions or products. They want to test with employees if they're actually going to use it, if it's something that is attractive to them. So we've made um, an employee community also in which we can uh, test products uh, with uh, with employees and help help teams. Yeah, yeah. And and I think you um, you and your colleagues... um, wrote a great article that should be published on my future last year and i think one of the one of the benefits of obviously listening to employees you know in this situation that we've had the pandemic is it's helped um your leaders make decisions uh, around um certainly if we think about return to workplace if we think about communications that were going out to employees during the pandemic um you know it's just that Having that information is so is so important, isn't it? Because you've got data to back up what people think they should do. Yeah, it is. It it helps to take decisions, and it also what we made very clear from the beginning. It's not about only about uh, the collection of the data, but we really want you to act upon it. So if you have not commitment upfront of 
anyone who wants data to act upon it and a commitment to do something with it, we're not going to ask uh, the questions. So we really saw that the questions we asked were followed up upon and we were really transparent with employees first about what we collected and also what we did with it. And um, I think it's good in its own sense to be transparent, but also you see that if people see, oh, I'm listened to, there's something done with my uh, my voice, then they are engaged to next time to also answer uh, a survey request or another request to give their opinion again and again. And the employee community is, again, you know, coming back to what we talked about at the start, is, is a great way of testing um, a product, uh, as you said, an MV, a, a minimum viable product. It's, it's a great way of testing that with an employee, as a representative sample of employees to understand what they like, what they don't like. You know, how is that helping your colleagues in, in HR in terms of product development? Yeah, it's, 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 it's really cool because sometimes we or other HR teams are really enthusiastic about a product and you have an MVP and you test it and then unexpectedly you hear from employees, oh, we don't like it, uh, it's too difficult or we wouldn't use it at all. And well, sometimes it's maybe not what you were expecting, but it's helpful because it's such a pity to spend resources on, on products that are not uh, not used. And since you only have an MVP, uh, the time spent on it is limited. So it's easier also to yeah, to kill your darlings and to see, okay, but what is it then what, uh, what employees need? And sometimes it's something totally different or they have a different problem than you thought. Um, but it also helps you to... Um, collect uh, uh, features that are maybe needed in the the future. So if you have a minimal viable product, uh, employees also give suggestions. Oh, uh, that feature would be interesting or if that would be included, I would use it even more. And it helps you to to prioritize the work of the next quarters. Yeah. Yeah. It sort of sets your roadmap for the product as well, you know, essentially, doesn't it? Okay. So, Obviously, you've had the advantage of being at Rabobank pre and post uh, agile ways of working. You know, what have been the biggest changes that you've seen pre and post? Um, you know, it's a skill set. Yeah, what have been? What do you? Th- what have been the biggest changes pre and post work- ways of working agile? Yeah, I think we are now becoming better and better at making products smaller, so we are able to deliver faster. Uh, also, to stop products that don't work uh, and to yeah really incorporate that voice of employees so to become better at uh, developing what people actually need and of course we are still learning and sometimes the products we make are still too big or take too long and uh, but you really see that um, development also in our agile skills and that's that's great to see and i yeah hope we uh, start to improve more and more and really actually do as HR uh, the things that employees really need. If we look at HR as a whole, you know, what additional skill sets has, has, has working agile mean that you've needed to either develop as, as HR professionals in Rabat or hire into hire into HR? 
Yeah, I, I think that there are a couple of things to say about that. Of course, maybe people would expect like, oh, you need data-driven skills, etc. <laughs> they are important. But I, I think what's really important is have a creative mindset because so much is possible. And you will notice once you start working in, in multi-skill teams that will help with creativity to look at different angles uh, to learn from other departments. And I think what's also really important is uh, an agile way of working is not only about like doing certain meetings, or uh, uh, um, but it's really a way of working. It's a mindset, and that sometimes can take longer. Uh, typically, teams do like a, a training, or they have a coach, or uh, but it takes some time to 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 get a flavor. Okay, what's it? How how does it work? What works for us as a team? Um, so, but I, I think the creativity is the most important uh, skill you need. Also, to uh, yeah, the world we 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 live in is getting more complex and complex. So, uh, I uh, I like this creative mindset to uh, to think of solutions nobody thought of before. And then bringing that back to talk people analytics, you know, other organisations are, are are looking at agile or, or shifting to that way of working. What what would you advise other people analytics leaders who are looking to adopt this approach? Yeah. yeah, I think in the end, it really comes to the question if you are willing to to really put all your employees first. Uh, so so the employees that use your HR uh, products daily, uh, and are you willing to to listen to them and also to adjust to their needs and to be transparent as HR. Uh, for me, it's like a great way of working uh, to really develop what people uh, uh, need uh, and also to, to contribute to, to a great employee experience and to be inclusive at the same time because what you do is listening to give everyone the opportunity to, to, um, to raise their voice. And I think for leaders, it's also... Um, Listening to your employees makes you uh, humble because sometimes you hear what you didn't expect or maybe you hear opinions you don't like, but you have to, to do something with it. And it, you, you, will, you have to take a humble stance and set aside your own ego, listen to people, and then develop uh, what employees need uh, to do their work, not what you think is good for them. And, and would you say that shifting to agile from an maybe a people analytics and hr perspective is the is the biggest shift becoming more employee centric versus maybe solving problems you know exclusively for leaders in the organization so it's you kind of you obviously you're always going to be doing that as well but it's it's looking at the organization more as a whole yeah i i really strongly believe in that because i yeah, what I said before, uh, your employees really are your capital and they do a lot of the important work, uh, work with customers, and you really have to cherish uh, that. And of course, you want to give your senior management also the, the data-driven insights so they can steer on strategy. Uh, but you have to do both and you really have to take care that employees can do their work in an outstanding way. And then as, as HR, you can help a lot with that. And of course, the two aren't mutually exclusive by helping employees thrive and deliver better better services to customers. You're helping the business. So it's, yeah. Um, so, so finally, sadly, Tertia, we've, we've got to the last question. Time doesn't fly, doesn't it? Um, so this is a question we're asking everyone on this series. You know, 
and it probably relates to some of the skills that you're looking at both inside HR and outside HR. What is what is the value of measuring skills data and how should companies approach it? Yeah, I, I think here it's, again, important to think how it can help employees. So why is it necessary for them that you know, know more about their skills? Uh, what is in for them? And maybe to, to, to match training offerings or to help people to be ready for the future. So we really have to think about how it can help employees and also how to make it for them a great experience. So maybe they already uh, have their skills registered somewhere else, uh, for instance, at a learning provider or somewhere, somewhere else. Well, maybe you can collect that as passive data and make it really easy for, for employees. So make it simple. Uh, think about which employee problem I'm actually solving uh, with that. I think that way of thinking helps to, uh, to tackle the skills uh, issue. Yeah, that's, I like that answer. That's, that's, that's really good. And, as you, and I guess you're in a great position at Ravabank to look at this whole question around skills data because mm-hmm. you're working in these squads of, of cross-functional HR, you can start to see, okay, if we collect employee skills data, we can support their learning journey. We can support them with career um, mobility within, within Rabobank. Um, we can tie that to the the skills that we need as an organization, going right back to what you said at the start in terms of new entrants to coming into the market, more technology coming into 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 the banking sector and how that changes the skills we need. And you can link it all together, which I guess is uh, the the magic around this and and that does all the things that you that you've just said there. It hopefully provides a great experience. It can make it simple and easy if we're using analytical methods to actually infer some of these skills. Um, and it's solving that problem for the employee, developing career within the organisation and, and, and helping the, the bank at the same time in terms of making sure you've got a future-ready workforce. Absolutely. Totally so, agree. Uh, yeah. Really, really good. Well, Tosho, it's always a delight to talk to you and, and learn about the work that, that you and the team are doing at, at Rabobank. Thanks for being a guest on the show. How, how can listeners stay in touch with you or, or follow you on social media? Yeah, I'm uh, on LinkedIn. They can uh, follow me there. All right. Well, it's been great to great to speak to you again, Tersha. I know people are going to enjoy listening to this episode. So uh, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Digital HR Leaders podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. You can subscribe via your podcast app of choice. If you did enjoy listening, please do rate the show on your podcast app and share it with your friends and colleagues via social media. We rely on your feedback and support to keep being able to make the podcast. If you haven't already, do check out the MyHR Future Academy at myhrfuture.com. It's a learning experience platform for HR professionals looking to get certified in people analytics, digital HR, and workforce planning. You can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter by going to the MyHR Future website. That's all for this episode, but please make sure you tune in next week when we'll be speaking to Rick van Elktort, founder and CEO at AG5 about how to visualize and create business impact from skills data. So don't miss that one. Until then, stay safe, stay well, and I'll see you next time.